The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commander, and welcome to episode 366 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station. And joining me in the Always Find Wind Bar, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Adler Weiss, but other, he's otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. It's lovely to hear your sultry tones, Colin. Thank you. And uh, we also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Actually, sorry, Carlin, just for you. I think we don't need to say Ben Moss Woodward or Commander Aid Vice. We just need to say it's the Ben, and everyone will know who we mean. It's just the Ben. The Ben. The Ben. The ben. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like saying sort of um, the equalizer without Edward uh, Edward Woodward. I would it's also right. argue there are multiple Bens that even I'm aware of. Yeah, I mean, there's not as many Bens as there are Chris's, but there are there are a few Bens. Yeah, but there's yeah. only one on lay radio you know, who matters, and that's the Ben. So I think we'll stick with the the Ben Mosswood. It's it it's got a nice flow to it. Careful, Colin, you'll set him off. Coming out of your mouth. Um, unfortunately, our Commander Psykit is not feeling well today, so get well soon. But in order to make up for the lack of a Commander Psykit, we do have our, our friend Mac Winston joining us for today. Hello. Hello. It's a pleasure By the to way, hear you. If, if, you say, if you say the Ben over here, people think you, where I live, people think you mean the Ben McCree, which is a ship. You could say the Ben over there. Isn't isn't there a, a a notorious turn in the um in the TT races which is called the Ben? No, no. Okay, I'm obviously getting my race tracks mixed up. To tell you the truth, maybe there should be. <laughs> Just win the Isle of Man TT a few times, Colin. Then I'm sure they'll let you name a corner. Well, I don't I don't want to die in in, in the TT. Thank you very much. Yeah, but then the bit where anyway. you went squish, we could then name it the Ben. So it's a win win, really. Moving on. 
Um, if you wish, you can join us live. We're actually hanging out in game. Those of you who are following the uh, the other bits, you'll see somebody running around at Lave Station. Um, so go enjoy Lave Station. <clears throat> uh, right. If you can't get to us in game, you can also join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. Otherwise, you can go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or laveradio on YouTube or even laveradio on Facebook. So we'll quickly go around the teams, see, see how they've been for the last week. And uh, we'll start with Ben this week. How have you been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Um, apparently, I've bought a... Um a mantelpiece, and apparently it's very heavy. Um, still haven't got the room painted or the floor laid, but hopefully we will soon, maybe. Uh, might even be done by, by next weekend, but we'll find that out when I get to home, I guess. Um, so did you mean to buy a mantelpiece? Does it was uh, an accidental click in Amazon Buy Me Now or something? It was a... Wife says to Ben, could you go and... Get a backboard uh, to so we get just to replace the back piece of the mantelpiece, and then we'll put you know the old electric fire that we had on on that. And I went off and did that, and that that was all fine. And then last Saturday, she, the wife was lying in bed and was like, "Do you like that? It's a right bargain." Oh, that phrase. Yes. It's like it's it's that horrible moment when IKEA have a sale. <laughs> Well, usually yeah. the line—that's usually the line we do for when we're about to embark on um, degree-level man math, isn't it? It's a Is real it? bargain. Yeah, okay. if it's a real bargain, if you if you offset the cost of this bargain against the ongoing maintenance cost of what we already have, of the marriage, then <laughs> then it actually works out to be considerably cheaper in the long term than that so if you let us buy it now then oh well, yes and of course if you buy the new uh, intel processor the 12th generation then it's future proof and therefore i will get more value out of it than buying a previous generation ryzen etc etc actually talking i'm i'm actually i'm very surprised because you know, my 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 old work laptop blew up on me relatively recently and it got swapped out by the company, and that was all fine. And, you know, I never thought my old laptop was slow. Uh, it was a fairly decent i7 with 32 gig of RAM. You know, it was a fairly decent business laptop. But my new one is a new Dell with an i... with the oh, 11 series of CPU in it. And instead of our entire application... Instead of our part of the application taking 16 to 18 minutes to build, uh, now it takes about 8 and I am, um, you know, my jaw, my jaw hit the floor when because I, I really didn't realize that the the current or the eleven series of Intel's were that much better than the i sevens. So you can use it as a room heater as well, then, can you? Oh, it the fan comes on a lot more. You're right there. Is it heavier laptop? Did they? No, it's not a lot heavier actually. It's a lot. It's it's thinner, which is why I think the fan comes on. It's a little bit bigger. Um. It's got a chuffing massive trackpad in it, uh, but it doesn't have any buttons in it. Um, uh, and oh, and it doesn't, and it doesn't have any uh, USB A slots. Everything's USB C. So of course, the very first thing I had to go off and do was buy a dock so I could plug my mouse in. Oh, and it doesn't Ooh. have an Ethernet port either. Oh, does it all expect uh, to be running off Wi-Fi? 
It's well, it's Wi-Fi. It does. I work gave me a uh, at-home dock kind of thing. Oh, so, one of those. You know, so you know, it's it's on my desk at home, and that's all fine. But it's not. But I also wanted something which I could plug into it to plug in an Ethernet cable, uh, HDMI out, and a couple of USB-A slots that was portable. So have they completely locked it down? Can you put like Nvidia streaming oh, on it and? I, it's not that I. I have actually. It's about the second or third thing I went off and did was actually install OBS uh, because I needed it for work. Uh, we we're doing some recording things at work, and I was like, "Well, OBS is like I'll use OBS because it's good." Uh, so it was like about the fourth or fifth thing I actually went off and installed, so we could go off and do that. On the other hand, I am unable to go to Twitch.com uh, on oh. my new on my new laptop. Um, I can go to YouTube, but not Twitch. Have they blocked it then? It's, yeah, I get some kind of blocky thing. So you can't install a VPN. What can you go through a VPN? Yes, like um, uh, my VPN is it's weird. I, I've installed my VPN, and my VPN says you're on your VPN, and it's still the we're using Cisco Umbrella, I think it is, um, and that basically turns around and says, "Nope, work says you're not allowed to go there." And I'm like, "But I'm on a VPN, you bastards!" And they're like, "We don't care. You still can't go there." Uh, and I haven't faffed around too much because you know, I don't really want to. To break to, I don't really want to use it for very naughty things, but you know, if I can and I can view lay radios, I can monitor the stream on YouTube just as easily as I can on Twitch. Lovely, yeah. So, it's right, good. it works. Okay, Shan, what about you? Uh, this week in game, um, I did a quick detour because as people may remember, or probably not, I was on my way back to Colonia. Um, from Explorers Anchorage, oh. and I'd got to nearly two or three Kylies away from Colonia, and I decided to turn right and head back towards the uh, the core. So it'll be a while longer, but I, I just kind of fancied a bit of sightseeing before I return back. So that's what I've been doing in game. Out of game, um, Mrs. Shan is in my bad books this week. Okay. Um, you didn't buy a mantelpiece as well, did you? No, no, worse than that. Um, and people think she scratched the Tesla. Uh, no, 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 not quite as bad as that. But uh, oh, right. we're both sitting in the conservatory, and um, we heard this buzzing sound, and there was a wasp that had managed to find its way from somewhere into the conservatory. So I said, um, "Keep the cat away from it. I'm going to go and get some spray or something to get it with." Right. I then come back and found um, she she enticed the wasp down from the window, from the top window, down to within reach of the cat, hoping the cat would kill it, kill the wasp. But our cat is such a gentle little thing, it decided to give it a gentle tap and say hello and play with it. Mm. 30, 30 seconds later, it does what wasps do and had stung our cat to the commentary, oh, the wasp stung the cat. From Mr. Shan, so she deliberately poisoned my cat by so, setting a wasp on it. So I'm assuming cats are not like dogs, where yeah, a dog can get stung by a wasp and just not give a shit. I assuming your cat did. Oh, it jumped, jumped out of the way and it kept licking its paw for the next hour or so. Fortunately, Aww. yeah, it was really upset, poor thing. Um, What's that subject? Yeah, fortunately, the um, the cat didn't have an allergic reaction to wasp things, mm-hmm. but they, they can. They are a bit like people, and they can have fairly serious consequences if they okay. get really got. 
Um, but yeah, it was like you let my cat get stung. You st- and not only did she sit and stand and watch the cat get stung, she videoed it as well. <laughs> Put it on TikTok. Facebook. Oh no, Facebook, not TikTok. Of course, that's too, too young. Yeah, t- TikTok's too, too of the kids. So, well, she just shared it around the uh, the family, uh, and um, she belonged to this Bengal cat Facebook group where they kind of share pictures and stuff. So, I, so I did ask, did you, you know, did you post it on there? And she goes, No, I didn't want people to think I'm a bad cat owner. And I thought, what? <laughs> Oh, so I was very sorry for my poor cat getting stung by a wasp. I mean, it's only doing what wasps do. And, you know, you say, oh, I didn't know what it was going to do. Well, it's a, from a wasp, its whole existence in life is to sting things and annoy. I mean, I have to admit, I mean, we, we are well, all well aware of your backstory and things like that, Shan. But this explains possibly how your wife has managed to cope being married to you. She is just like you, in fact. Well, no, she's always a kind heart show. She even cries and wash it down. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Just, oh, it's got stung. Do you think it hurts? Oh, for goodness sake, it's mowing and licking its paw. Yeah, if it were a human, it would be, oh, yeah, bow, bow, what have you done to me, you bow? Aye. Well, yeah, and it's not a vicious cat at all. It doesn't scratch or bite or anything. And, it, of course, it's just going to go and tap and say hello to the wasp. And the wasp goes, <laughs> Wasp, yeah, wasp was the usual waspy self. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go out Thargoid hunting now just to uh, get it back. <laughs> anyway, that was my poor, week. Poor, poor, poor kitty cats. He's all right now. He's he stopped licking yeah. his paw after a couple of hours. But we did we did um, get some ice cubes and put them in a plastic bag and then wrap the ice cubes around its paw just to kind of keep the swelling down. Is ice meant to help when you get stung? I don't. I don't actually know what happens. What's um, no, the cat. No, the cat did not sigh and file it under yet another test. It was not an authorized <laughs> test. <laughs> it was an unauthorized test. So yeah, the wife's now banned from touching the cat. Poor kitty cat. Have we stunned Colin into silence? I think. Or has, he, or, or has he gone on mute? Oh, I think we might have lost Colin. Actually, we might have lost Colin. Oh, has he gone? Matt. Has he gone on mute? He's, we, no, no, he's gone. no he's gone. it's oh, he's Virgin Media is striking again. Ah, that, <sighs> yeah. Apparently yeah. There's, there's been a bit of a problem with the internet in general today. There's been lots of things that have gone down and not been Yeah, Discord running playing around. up earlier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll stick with us this as long as I can. Um, <laughs> goodness knows. Um, so last I heard, we had a, uh, uh, a stung pussy. So uh, I do... You we, determined we have... to wow. set Ben off, aren't you? What? Or I, set I, I don't the Ben off. Set the Ben off. I'm not setting it. I'm not setting any Ben off. Thank you very much. Yeah, because then Bess will go. Ben will go. Oh, so was your pussy swollen? Is what he'll say next. And then, yeah, it's poor Archer. That is entrapment. <laughs> Again, wow. Right, um, Mac. Well, nice for you to to drop in at the last moment. Uh, yes. I apologise for uh, interrupting your hardware maintenance routines. How have you been? Pretty good, really. Um, I've, uh, as I said, with the update eight, um, things have finally become pretty playable for me on my GTX nine eighty. Which, incidentally, that's what the hardware maintenance. I've got a new graphics card, so I shall. It turned up a day early, um, so I shall be replacing that later. Uh, but the the yeah, so I've been going down to doing some on foot stuff, which really I haven't done much since around the alpha. 
Um, so I don't know if you, because we've had, as always, the East India companies at war with somebody. I mean, it wouldn't be right if we weren't involved in at least two or three wars at the same time. So I found the the high intensity kind of, you, you don't really need, unlike the high intensity space one where you really need an engineered ship to do well you can actually do it with just the stuff you buy as long as you buy g3 stuff from pioneer supplies so i've done some i did some high intensity um conflict zones which were quite good fun reasonably profitable and boosted my on foot rank quite nicely although there's a way to go uh, and uh, it's not like i'm gonna i'm sort of anywhere near release or anything like that and also I found the joys of of doing those missions where you've got to steal something and they send a bunch of from a wreck and and then they they send a bunch of people down to stop you. But it's yeah. all out in the open. So you jump in your SRV and then you go and run them over. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's 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 Doesn't your SRV take a lot of damage though. Oh yeah, but I've got I've got synthesis, I can just repair. So I okay. I just the, the the funny thing is, and they the trouble is they they they're kind of sports sports. They dive out of the way, <laughs> so you, so you have to anticipate their dives. But if <laughs> if you hit if you hit the the bad guys solidly, you can punt them like four hundred meters. They go absolutely flying, making like incredible ah noise. NPC skittles. Yes, basically. So I I've been I've been sort of. My my inner Shan has come out basically. Um, excellent, uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> just ask you a quick question, Rex. Sorry. Um, have you ever managed to repair an SRV mid drop? If you see what I mean. So you fall off a cliff. Hmm. Have you ever managed to repair it before? It oh hits yeah. The bottom? If the drop's big enough, I mean, we've done this on expeditions. We tried canyon jumping, and like halfway down, you realise you're not going to make the other side. So you do a premium repair and hope the, the SRV doesn't blow up when you hit the bottom. How come I've got images of Homer Simpson at that point? But yeah, and I've I've also done. I found the the you know the the covert assassination missions because they they have a much uh, one thing one thing noticeable about the on foot content is there's a much higher chance of failure than space space based stuff. You basically can't fail. It's or it's very difficult to fail. The on foot stuff. It's a lot. It's and there are some of them that are actually quite easy to fail, especially the. Um, I've had one or two of the the covert assassination ones where I've the, the Benny Hill music has started and I've been running with a dozen angry men shooting at me, um, which usually ends up waking up later in a prison cell somewhere. <laughs> but you you get you get all on the edge. You're sneaking around this base and you have to do it quite slowly and carefully. And you know you're, you're sort of peeking around corners and what have you. It's it's quite good fun. Um, I've I've quite enjoyed those missions. I've yeah, um. I find the stealth ones easiest to phase to fail. Yeah, yeah. not seems to be an indicator that shows how stealthy you are. Yeah, you see what I mean. It's mainly yeah. It's 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 how not to be seen is is a lot of it. So you you try and find lobes because the trouble is most sometimes are easy when you get when your target is like a member of security and they're outdoors. Um, then you sort of wander around the base quietly uh, and you don't really care if you get scanned because you're not doing anything bad yet. You find your target and you sort of just walk nonchalantly walk up behind them and say, oh, hi, mate, the East India Company sends you its regards and then zap them with your suit charger. And they mm-hmm. go, ah. 
And I've had some great dialogue out of these guys. I've had them when they've turned around in an inopportune moment and they go like, hey, put that away. And they see your suit charges sort of half charged. It's a bit too late. They yell at you and they sort of, anyway, they sort of expire in front of you. Uh, One of the best stealth weapons I've ever played in the game. Do you remember the dark gun from Deus Ex? I, oh yeah, those, those um, basically you shot, hid, and waited for them to fall over, and then loot the body. Yeah, yeah. It took me a little while to get the hang of that one. Um, incidentally, Mac, have you ever come across one of these um, assassination missions where um, you go deal with the uh, assailant, then you make your escape on a ship, and then people come after your ship in other ships? I haven't had that happen to me yet. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find someone who's who's had that happen to them, and I haven't come across anyone yet. And one thing, one of the missions I also love is that those ones where you've got to like, you've got to exterminate an entire enemy settlement. And I sort of wonder. I do it with the suit charger thing. Uh huh. I just go around sort of quietly bumping off the targets until enough of them are gone. Because usually, eventually, somebody will see you and then all hell will break loose. But if you can get rid of half of them with your suit charger before, <laughs> that then, uh, because once they start like zerg rushing you, it can be quite difficult to survive. Um, I've, I've sort of ended up hiding in a corner with my virtually out of energy with no shields left. And you can hear them sort of walking around and you realize you're you're about to, this is it you're about to die it's it's a horrible feeling really but then then again that's the uh, yeah. among us version of elite dangerous yeah. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no so you can hear me, their footsteps you can hear their footsteps and they, you hear things like did you hear so just hear something you hear them talking and you can hear them getting closer and closer and yeah. then it's and anyway uh, yeah. then you because you, you're virtually on you're virtually on emergency oxygen or whatever. Uh, you're inside, but you're down to like 2% suit power, so you can't put yeah. your shields on, and it's like... I must admit, when you begin to run out of oxygen, the, the sound of your choking commander is quite disturbing. Yes. <laughs> um, right, let's have a think. Uh, what have I been up to this week? Let's see. Uh, oh, I've been selling a lot of my old X-Wing miniatures stuff because um, I've realised it's all the previous version and um, it's just taking up space. And then I found out my other favourite um, board game, Star Wars Armada. They're not making it anymore. So that's a dead game. Um, and in the wonderful world of Elite Dangerous, I've gone a bit like, like I did last week. I went a bit power play mental, trying to help the Emperor get back up the uh, power, play, power play rankings, but without any luck whatsoever. Um, trying my best, but... Um, not helping out that much and of course um i've been down in the play my other commander down in the pleiades um fighting off thargoids i am determined to solo a um uh, at least one of them in my in my asthma in my uh crate mark two i'm determined to i'm I don't care how many times I lose, I'm going to get one. And of course, my other commander is on the way to Colonia. And I think it was quite ironic because I ended the stream with 20 jumps to go to the to the Eagle Nebula. However, on jump 19, I came across a, um, 
three planets, one with five biologicals on it, one with four biologicals on it, and one with three biologicals on it. So I've kind of slowed my progress down quite a lot just by running around and scanning and having a good time doing it. See, I'd have looked for a planet with two and then a one biological on it just to get the set. You're just trying to get a straight, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't bother with ones because it's always biologicals and uh, it's always um, bacterium. And they're, <laughs> they're normally grey bacterium on a white planet. What chance have you got? Oh, I don't look for them on white planets. I just go for a coloured one. Then you can see the cow pads better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would have liked it if, you know, when you're driving around those planets and you see these um, little wind eddies. I just kept on thinking that, you know, that was probably, that would have been a good signal for um, an oxygen reaction coming from the, the bacteria. So it might have been easier to spot, but just turns out they're just random phenomenon. Somehow, I always kind of think they should be like a nano swarm, something like that. You know, it starts eating your ship, or eating your SRV when you drive through it. <laughs> you mean like the Liberator did in Blake 7? Oh, now he's feeling old. But yeah, something like that, just kind of a hazard that, it, you know, they kind of lure you in. Then when you ride your SR3 through it, it starts to melt or something, you know. Oh, spoiler of... alert for Blake 7. Sorry about that. It's only 40 years old, or is it 50 now? No, it's 40, because that means it would have been older than me. But never mind. It's a cool effect, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's maybe they might. Oh, please, Frontier, don't listen to him, because they might put it in. What, the eating your SRV? I think that'd be brilliant. Well, going through bacteria and then, oh, bacteria goes, oh, I like munching SRVs, me. It'd be more. Yeah. Are we talking go, about. Go for a load of nanites or something, but yeah. Are we talking about that episode where the Liberator sort of blew up and Zen sort of, you see Zen, the computer at the end with all the slime on it and he sort of, his screen blows up and. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the, that's the one. It was the. Um, that just, that really disturbed me on. as a child. That 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 episode. I yeah, know it's the worst they season they ever did. It kind of like oh, bloody hell. No, sorry, season four was the worst. But oh. anyway, enough of enough of old man. Well, I just think it would be. I just think it would be cool because there are bacteria that eat plastic and other. They eat non-organic things now, isn't it? Don't forget the mycoid virus in elite. Oh, that'd be so cool! Drive through a cloud, pick up a variant of the mycoid virus and it starts eating away at space stations and stuff yeah but the mycoid virus didn't hurt human ships it only hurt I said a variant i said a variant the delta variant of the mycoid virus no no what you need is is the the thargoid enzyme the alteration of the thargoid enzyme which does eat through our ships isn't that essentially just corrosive damage that we've got on our engineered weapons actually i don't know <laughs> We could drive through yeah, it, and you, you can kind have the of kill effect. off. You kind of kill off the corrosive damage with heat, don't you? If you if you get your ship hot enough, it so it it kind of implies that there's some kind of something that's destroyed by heat in it. Yeah, some, sounds, maybe some biological um, yeah. weapon. Or if you really want to be fun, when you drive through the cloud, you pick up a trumbly or something, a trumbly oh, lava. No. Now there you go. That's what they should do when people start earning too much money is having Trumbleys eat all these engineered ships. Oh, <laughs> well. Or even better, how about Trumbleys only eat engineered modules and you can't get them back? They focus on the power plant, yeah. Oh dear. 
Oh, right. And, well, and then, then they'd have some special salt eating properties, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at the development news. What have the devs said this week? Well, um, last Thursday's stream, Arf and Sally explored the Thargoid bases, or or are they really crash motherships? Ooh. Um, and uh, they mentioned a couple of things during the stream. Um, the first thing was that update nine seems to be uh, scheduled for December. It will also be the last update of the year. Update ten will be coming in the new year. Apparently, um, we will be seeing fleet carriers uh, walking around fleet carriers sometime in December, uh, and there seems to be some kind of hints that SRV-based missions that will use the new combat SRV. Um, they also discussed the timescales involved in implementing the suggestions from the engineering debate that we had last week. And that's at least a good couple of months. So that's going to be well into the new year as well. Uh, they also said that the engineering is the only thing they, they were looking at at the moment. However, they did say that crime and punishment, uh, they want to do another pass on that, as well as they've also said they'd like to have a look at Powerplay and CQC in the past as well, which uh, Arf actually admitted to again on this, this stream. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was a nice little stream. Uh, I got involved for a while until I got told to cook the kids some food instead of actually playing the computer game which <laughs> ungrateful children um jean yeah well it's interesting with the thargoid things i was i was reading a uh, article this week um and uh, apparently in the uh, mid 70s um the pentagon and nato wargamed what would be the best way to defeat an alien invasion or, you know, or to survive an alien invasion. And they um, concluded, actually, the best thing humanity could do if they were invaded by aliens would be to surrender straight away unconditionally. Because the rationale was, was that any race that was significantly older and technologically advanced, we would have nothing that could harm it or hurt it or anything. And if you just annoyed them by fighting back, they could kill more of you than what they may do normally. So I was I was thinking of that regarding the Thargoids, because the Thargoids are at least a million years old, aren't they? They are an old race. Yes. So if you go by that doctrine, should humanity have just bent down and took it from the Thargoids and just let them do whatever they're going to do? Uh, well, there's a slight problem with that, because according to the Guardians, it's genocide. So it's all or nothing with the Thargoids. You've obviously got uh, too few limbs, and you're not thargoid enough, so um, um, you're dead. Well, they, re they, they reasoned in this war game that if you cooperated, basically if, you, if you're a quizzling, you could then stash a few members of the species away, such mm -hmm. that they would then live on as a thrall race or continue to be useful or get away somehow. Um, basically, the whole thing was to bend down and take it and try and buy time to get the survival of the species so they clearly didn't listen to this study when they tried to fight back for the thargoids well i mean it's, it's quite an interesting thought that i mean we've if you just have to look at uh hg wells war of the worlds we humanity just was was completely lost that one until basically our bugs plot, plot device happened until plot device happened 
Oh, I don't know. I think that's a that's that's a reasonable um, assumption to happen. You turn up on a uh, on a alien planet, you have got no immunity to any bugs that are happening out there whatsoever. Look what's happened with COVID. <laughs> Imagine COVID be... kills you quickly. At the risk of getting into biology and things like that, you would need a hell of a lot of similarities between your DNA and the alien bug DNA for it to do anything to you. you know, most alien food would probably, if it didn't outright poisonous, would probably go right through us. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we'll never find out. Probably in our lifetime. McNiggles um, did say, and he, he, uh, they are they are correct because I hadn't quite got onto that part of, of the study. But uh, uh, the alternative strategy was to basically surrender uh, and then nick their tech and then use their tech to fight back <laughs> on them. So, so effectively, XCOM two then, because <laughs> we because you start. Yeah. XCOM 2 is basically humanity has lost <laughs> and we're a guerrilla organisation who nick all their technology and fight back. Well, isn't that the premise of virtually every single alien invasion movie there's been? Unless it's um, oh my god, uh, Independence Day in which case then as long as you've got a, an iMac and Bluetooth, you'll be you're fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, but we did we nicked their tech there, didn't we? We, we nicked their tech, studied it and then use their tech to fight back and win. Yeah, they did, the, because they, the they Roswell flew up. Ship. Yeah, they flew up the Roswell ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm trying to work out, is there I, any... If, if Frontier are listening, the only way for us to defeat Thargoids is to give us Thargoid ships. <laughs> Flyable ones. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, D2, anybody? Anyway. Um, right, so that was Thursday's stream. Um, obviously, on... Friday, there was a big kerfuffle because uh, there was um, a new puzzle put out on the forums. Uh, this was the hunt for Theta 7, which you could win 750 in mil uh, 50 million credits in game uh, if you managed to decode this message, decode a message that was uh, spread all through Galnet. Now, um, this took, what, 50 hours to do? Um, hello, Shan. What says about the reward? Well, I was going to—I was going to suggest—is the the reward isn't really so much the credits because you could quite easily earn that many credits in the time it took to do that. The cre the reward is actually the notoriety of being the first one to decode it. Mm. So my question was: if they just said your reward is to have your commander name in game on the beacon and not the credits, would people still have done it? Oh God, yes! Look how look how mental people have gone to um, uh, get their name in the uh, uh, on the tourist beacons at some Earth-like planets, or on the uh, or the, the the Colonia Bridge. Uh, people seem to be more enthusiastic about getting their name in the game than actually the uh, the modules that you get with it. And, and my other follow-up question on this is. One thing we haven't had for Frontier for a while is they did a they did a similar search, didn't they, early on in the game where they gave away graphics cards. Remember? I don't oh, yes. remember it that. Was, yeah, it was early on. You had to do it in open play, uh, and you had to do the whole thing in open play. I, I can't remember. So you had to move some piece of cargo somewhere to somewhere. You had to find it and then transport it. 
and hope somebody didn't gank you um, because it, it they they do this is how we know they have a mechanism of, of tracking that an item has stayed exclusively in open play because if you switched to not open at any time that was it you you'd lost so we we know they can do it yeah oh, i mean somebody, that's... somebody set off the alarms on this settlement by the way that was me i i was jumping when i got targeted for a scan and i couldn't stop obviously so do you think though that you should do something again or would offering a graphics card wipe out the profits for odyssey Oh dear. Well, this particular event was won by Commander Theon uh, Signai, uh, who successfully decoded the message by the use of mathematical matrices and Excel. Uh, what I liked about this particular code was that everything that you needed was actually in-game. Um, the message was in-game. The key for solving it was also in-game. Um Special mention has to go to Commander Scott Riggs, who discovered the bogus traffic reports, which allowed these matrices to be created uh, after a hint from uh, from Zach. Uh, and the codebreaker um, message actually turned out to be, have arrived at Pangel. Weapons remain secure. I no longer trust our benefactors or their network. We will become invisible until the time is right to strike again. Now, it does appear that... Um, uh, Theta Seven has gone and hid himself in the Far God cult, which uh, I think that's a really nice overlap in the story. What did you think? I thought it was great. Mm. What I I loved the way they described how the uh, Theta Seven was discovered because it sounds like it should be voiced by Peter Jones and be an entry in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, doesn't it? It just sounds it does. Really- it does. Um, you wanted to talk about the method. Well, yeah, that was that was basically it, really. I just, I just think it's, yeah, I just think it's really clever the way they sort this out. Um, but I, again, I'd lay down the challenge to frontier is to actually try and make it a bit harder. You know, it, it's kind of got a bit, yeah. You almost, if you're not, that if you if you miss it for the first twelve hours, you're mm. pretty much never going to get it because someone will always be ahead of you in that and. Uh, Again, memory springs back to the unknown, the unknown probe signals. Oh, how right. that how that vexed people for months, didn't it? It did. What what the dots? Something as inventive as that, if possible, I think that allows more people to get involved, and rather than just have it solved in a couple of days. Yeah, the the problem was that with that one was that. Um... Uh, people were complaining that they had to use out-of-game tools. I mean, they had to use a... Um, you could actually work this out without the Excel or or uh, the Matrix involved, but uh, you'd have to be very good with your pen and paper. You, you'd still have to use an outside... Yeah, I mean, Excel was just a stand-in for pen and paper, basically. Exactly. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's quite yeah. impressive. Um, Commander Theron uh, Saigini... Sy- or I do apologize for murdering your your name. Everyone take a drink. Um, <laughs> has now put on the forums that he's willing to donate the 750 million to various charitable organizations around the galaxy because uh, he was just after trying to track down Theta 7 because, um, yes. So, 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 super... so how many hours, how many hours have people got 
letting transfer 750 million credits. That'd be a lot. We've, we've already stated it took a lot longer than 12 hours because little biggins, right? This this took days, not hours. To but it took 50 hours. But my son, but the the clarification was, and perhaps wasn't clear, is that these things tend to be solved so quickly. If you're not on it at the start, if you think, well, I'll give it a go tomorrow, in the race to pursue it, you're already behind. Uh, and usually by the time... I, don't, I, would, I would disagree there, because I think most of the race to pursue it, it's a very open-source approach with a lot of people discussing it. So Maybe I'm so mean. As, so, long Maybe. As you're, so long as you're keeping abreast of the discussion, you're not really losing anything, I think. Yeah, I think but, what we need is a, is a is a virtual James Halliday to set the the uh, <laughs> set the t- the puzzles. What do you reckon? Just wait to see I, if anybody knows that yes, is. I I know what that is, and yes, <laughs> I I don't think we want anything that's going to take as long as that took, uh, especially for something that's probably you know they want this to be resolved within a week. Tops. <laughs> Well, it, it is a challenge, isn't it? Because the the one thing is you've got the, the game designers and you've got the community and there's an awful lot more people in the community that oh, can yeah. brute force it. And that's been a lot of the problems because a lot of, um, you know, the locations-based puzzles, they've had, um, uh, they've just had cannon brute force it mm. or someone's got lucky and, and that's it. It's game over. And let's face it, I mean, unless if Frontier hadn't given any hints about have a look at the traffic reports, yeah. would people have re- recognised it? Yeah, if, if they hadn't said anything, would we still be looking for it in two weeks' time? Well, that's, this... that's a good indication that Frontier wanted it to get solved. Well, this is the interesting thing, because I don't know whether Scott Riggs, uh, Commander Scott Riggs, was going to work on look at the... Uh, uh, traffic reports anyway. Um, all Zach said is that um, the actual information to find it is still in-game. And from that, mm-hmm. Commander Riggs was starting to look through basically all the um, you know, all the statistics that everybody normally ignores on the stations. And then he spotted in one of those places that there were some bogus traffic reports. I mean, that took a lot of um, out-of-the-box thinking. I wouldn't have thought of looking there. So doing... No, I was going to say, so I quite quite enjoy these treasure hunt things because it all kind of goes back to the golden hair, doesn't it, with the uh, Masquerade book in the late late 70s. And that kind of had the whole country addicted. So I do think perhaps there needs to be a long-term golden hair equivalent that people can just join in and really crowdsource and work at it. Because as you say, Canon, just tend to brute force it. And, uh, yeah, there needs to be something devious. That's canon proof. Yeah. I mean, on the subject of canon, um, MK Vines in the uh, in the chat has just said, um, has anybody at uh, Live Radio got an opinion about canon's offer to help the dredger? That's, uh, the, you know, the, uh, uh, the dredger that's been uh, uh, blocked by the university. Well, I thought we're waiting for that to become a CG, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, Canon at the moment have offered to effectively buy the dredger off (laughs) the university uh, Mm -hmm. and just 
let the uh, let the um, the Dredger clan, if you like, just carry on as as regardless. I mean, I, I personally, I think they won't let them do this because I think they've got a plan. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be great if they did, but I can't see them allowing it because uh, you know, let's face it, they they've already essentially taken the gnosis off off canon. Yeah. But then again, Canon probably have tons and tons of fleet carriers at the moment, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. isn't that kind of railroading things though? Because I mean, that's a fantastic suggestion. I we talked talked about this a few weeks ago about having these subversive measures and actions for mm. CGs, and I just love that. Be like, okay, yeah, we'll buy a carrier off you and turn it over to students who have laid radio polytechnic or something, you know, and just. <laughs> Live Radio, oh. Sixth Form College. Oh, thank, thanks for that. Thanks for us <laughs> for making us a polytechnic. Junior correction facility. Yeah. <laughs> Borstal. Oh, I see we're getting worse. The Live Borstal, I think. That'd be. It's got a certain ring to it, doesn't it? Live Borstal facility. Oh, and it would be, you know, it would be appropriate as well with the orange sidewinder and all. <laughs> the Asbo sidewinder. Um, right. Well, I think we'll 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 discuss the the top twenty bugs, which happened in the uh, the stream today uh, at a later point. Uh, in the meantime, we'll just quickly go over the uh, in-game events which have been happening this week. Um, on Wednesday, the eleventh, um, they finally announced the long lost research facility, um, which was uh, discovered as part of the uh, Colonia Bridge project. Um, they also announced that the Colonia Bridge project gained further resources, so that uh, we're going to have more mega ships heading all the way. Um, Does anybody next... know if it's possible when when this is finished? Because there are only a few hundred light years apart. Is it, are any of them bridgeable by apex? I'm thinking you could apex all the way to Colonia if they're close enough. So apex from one one of these mega ships to the next to the next to the next i mean it'll take a while but they only went about 50 light years or something they don't go terribly I, far. i would say they should there should be an exploration version of apex which is a fuel scoop <laughs> oh no, you don't want you don't want more time in the adder just sat around and twiddling your fingers actually colin, if colin, I, could, colin I, would I, pay, I would pay a billion credits to send you on an adder to colonia uh, sorry to uh legal point colin I'd get you an adder and I'd pay you a billion credit to be stuck on an Apex shuttle all the way to Beagle Point in an adder. I no, think, I, I think doing, the complaining would be so worth it. I am at the moment doing Top Shift 131 in an adder at the moment, and it is so painful. And I really, really wish I hadn't made that bet. <laughs> yeah, I can I can honestly say if I were if there were a way to take a shuttle to Colonia and back, I would. There are scheduled megaships. No, I mean, if I could take the, uh, like, the proper taxi. Jeez. Well, yeah, what, I would do so, that. So, well, an unengineered adder, you would sit on an unengineered adder? I would, get on a, I would get on the taxi to Colonia and back if I could, yes. Engineered it's, or not? It's not it's fine, whatever, it's, it's whatever... It's whatever is available in, in Apex Interstellar. Oh, my God. I would not. I mean, it's, like I said last week, I saw Fight Retour take three hours to get to Colonia. Can you imagine how bad it would be? This oh. is kind of why I would do it. 
It would be, you know, I would do it just for the stupidity of it. You'd have to fly back, though, wouldn't you, Ben? Well, that's why I said I'd fly to Colonia and return. The thing is, while you're doing it, it would be a bit like taking fleet. I've actually flown a fleet carrier to Colonian back. I sort of ran a a, a, a bus service, the East India Company. Well, it's actually more like a train service, really. But to 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 Colonia with my fleet carrier, it cost half a billion credits worth of fuel to do. By the way, wow! Uh, but the thing is, people could just jump on and ride. It took two days to get there. I had it timed to the minute as well. I came with a complete working timetable and everything, and I because I used the Spanish tool to plot the route. And I had everything plotted down to the minute. But the thing is, from the point of view of the user doing the Apex taxi all the way to the colony, you just set it going and then you kind of make a cup of tea and let it yeah. do its thing. You don't have to... It's a great time saver. Do you get there? I'm, I'm a bit sad Because it's about... real time, isn't it? it it's real well, yeah. time. You can't log out and then find yourself in Colonia a couple of days. Well, okay, what you do is you, you don't have to log out. You just leave it going and you go off and you make a cup of tea and maybe watch TV or go out on your bike Not or wait whatever. for a romantic week holiday. Yeah, and then come back and there you are in Colonia. <laughs> See, I think if I ran a taxi service to Colonia using a carrier, I don't think I'd get any um, contributions at all. No, well, yeah, I, I just don't think. And I'm quite and quite upset that people wouldn't trust me to go to Colonia. I had, I'd I'd loads of people there. ride my carrier. I had a whole bunch. I one that one of the people missed it because I was I was very insistent that yeah if you're late we won't wait. And unfortunately, of course, once you start the ta- the countdown for for your first jump, I mean you can't really do much about it. But anyway, uh, one of the guys who's jumped, he arrived literally. He dropped into the instance just as my carrier was jumping out, or just just actually just as the pads locked down. So he caught up. He did actually catch up. He got a um, jumped in his exploration thingy. I think it was a a diamond back and sort of caught up. But even so, yeah, <laughs> so it is. Sort of, you you did warn. Yes, I mean I had to, I because I had a I published the timetable and everything, and it ran to the minute. I think it was. Because a, a lot of people sort of say when they do these, because there's the fleet carriers owner, owners club, you can advertise these journeys, and people sort of say departing Tuesday at seventeen hundred in game time, arrival uh, sometime Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. But I actually had it timed to the minute. So how does it actually work then? If anyone's interested in doing it, or or think, how did you accept donations in Tritium? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I said I'm not. I said I'm not I'm yeah, I'm not insisting, but if you got some tritium to donate, just donate some tritium and that's what people actually did. So it didn't actually cost me half a billion in tritium in the end because people did donate some. Or also, rather, it's a bit like shareware, was it? You know, when yeah, they say or, or rather like not donate it. I had I had it like as a as a buy order because you can only donate so much until the tank's full. So I had a buy order on there. So so yeah, for like some really low price. Which is effectively donating it when it costs fifty thousand a ton, and you're only buying at ten percent. Well, um, I'm going to have to interrupt this uh, discussion on economics and uh, fuel consumption because we haven't finished the in-game events this week. Um, now, obviously, on Thursday, um, Aegis went nuts. Uh, Admiral Tanner decided that he'd had enough of salvation stealing all the limelight or provoking the Thargoids or whatever the excuse is and he's now gone and attacked Salvation's allies which has kicked off a CG 
unfortunately for Admiral Tanner, I think his side is losing quite badly. Have <laughs> um, they lost already? Have they, have they lost it already? I had I, I had looked I had a look at the I was when I was looking at missions, I was like, no CGs available. Oh my goodness. Uh, so what's the sorry for being dunce about this, but so what was the rationale for him attacking Salvation? Because to me it seems a bit like he's trying to do in India and China with everyone else, you know, with Salvation being the you know, why aren't they all pulling in the same direction? And why would he put his interests above that of the species? Well, Admiral Tanner says that the Hyde-Mind uh, asteroid base contains proof that Salvation's unlicensed anti-Xena weapon is intentionally designed to provoke the Thargoids and therefore endangering, endangering everybody. As Taurus Minus Ventures refuses to cooperate, we have no choice but to try and attain the evidence by force. So that's yeah, his... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't buy that. It's, it's a bit like, oh, don't worry, the cat will kill the wasp. um yeah and it does look as if yes the um the hind mind and salvation have won that community goal um they managed it was completed um yesterday which is uh wow now it's quite a way out which is why i didn't join in but because i wasn't going to jump about 200 light years just for uh just for that um but obviously a lot of other people did would you join Salvation's side? Actually, or? I would have jo- joined Tanner's side because I think Salvation is provoking a war that um, we don't need. But, you know, what is, I always seem to be <laughs> choosing the wrong sides. Yeah, I think I, I have to admit I would I'd have chosen um, Salvation's side. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have chosen Salvation's side because you always go with the guy with the biggest gun. Yes. So, um, and of course, there is still the, sus- the suspicion that it wasn't the Thargoids that that uh, stole Aegis, Wep- Aegis Garbadian's components. It was Salvation himself, or herself, or itself, depending on who you believe. Um, so, now that that's out of the way, uh, obviously on Friday there was the manhunt for Theta 7, which we've already discussed. And then on Monday, and this is the interesting thing that uh, Canon uh, jumped in on the dredger clan faces possible extinction apparently because the dredger is not moving and it's not sucking in um uh, materials through the through its maw it's basically beginning to run out of uh necessary materials in order for the the actual megaship to exist it's, it's very much like a, a basking shark if it stops moving it seems to die i was uh, like the doomsday machine wasn't it in star trek did that did was that because it had to keep on moving i don't remember it actually doing that i thought it just i might didn't. have been in the series i'm not sure but there was a book that was written about it uh dc fontana i think wrote a book about Oh, right. Uh, a, not, not quite a sequel, but the book went into what the Doomsday device was, who made it, and what it was for, and, and oh, all yeah. things like that. Yeah, I think the book was called Vendetta, I think the book's title was. But anyway, yeah. I'll have to look that one up. I, I, do, like a, um, I do like a bit of DC Fontana work, because uh, she's an absolute superb writer. Yeah, so that brings us up to date. Obviously, it's that time of the week again. Score alert! In the My Week 
Right. Um, instantly, in the in the offline moment, me and Ben were having bets about uh, which version of the store alert song it was going to be. So next week, we will be taking bets to see which one comes out. Right. Newsletter this week. Well, there seems to be... I'll put, now, we're not sure about this. Now, I haven't seen this before. Ben hasn't seen this before. But the Asp Explorer Crossfire, which is available in multiple colours, that seems to be the latest one. But we don't know whether or not they've just regurgitated uh, one or we've seen something similar. Shan? When I saw this, my first thought was if you ever read like car magazines and they show the spy shot of I don't know, the latest BMW with all the camouflage on it designed to um, disguise the angles and things, it looks like a prototype of an app before they've released it. <laughs> a hidden a hidden prototype, yeah. yeah. I can see where you're coming from for that. Um, but yeah, that does seem to be the uh, <laughs> uh, the the one of the week. Um, I'm, is anybody hoping for a Black Friday set of... Um... Oh, yeah. They should That's do the amazing. Jet Black thing again, because I think it was mentioned the other week, the whole thing with people getting very dark ships, no one can see them. Well, that's not a problem because you've got night vision. Well, yeah, I have night vision now, yes. Yes, which you didn't then. So we could have a return of the really, really black paint jobs because they by were the rather time, cool. The thing is, by the time you switch to night vision, your shields are down and your holes have gone. I always have my night vision on. If, if I'm expecting combat, I have night vision on. Can you put it on in Super Cruise? I didn't think you Yes, would. you can put it on whenever. I'd just like to point out to Slam Dunk 66, we are never having a pink custard store alert. Because we can't afford to hire them again. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't think Trevor Simon would ever want to come anywhere near us again after that last one. <laughs> Although apparently Chris Forrester is still scum. <laughs> Foz is going to kill me for that because he's not. I do think maybe we need an alternative version. Maybe get a Psycow cow singing it or something. A trucker's version of the store that song. Oh, uh, no, no, no. As JN Tracks will take great offence at someone someone trying to mimic his work. I think it, it, we have to leave it to JN Tracks to come up with a variance. It's only fair. Anyway. Well, what you uh, can do is you can you can have you can have the the, the Hutton Trucker's version of the singing uh supply it as a as an audio file to JN Tracks, you can then mix it in with the uh, the the sort of backing and all that kind of stuff. Well, so. well actually, yeah. we have we have multiple Scottish people, don't we? So you could do a Proclaimers <laughs> version. <laughs> a Proclaimers version of that's a alert song. Oh Jesus! Um, uh, <laughs> that was, that's just thrown me completely. I was just thinking that maybe we could. Um, help enlisting the truckers at the next ECM to all have them sing it <laughs> into a microphone just before BS News starts. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break from this insanity and we'll come back with our main discussion. Are you thinking of suing over missile Python protection insurance? Had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay and thinking of suing for compensation? Well, don't. I tried to take my ship commander to court for making fertiliser out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing, and now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt & Brittany, we take small print very seriously. 
We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Brittany, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Brittany, we have a saying. If you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. Watt and Brittany. Don't even think about it. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? He was a space pirate with quirky habits. Hi, most people find me quirky. I don't eat in front of people. She was a busy space liner captain with no time for love. I've got 50 passengers to take on a space whale watching tour. I don't have time for dating. But when fate throws them together, the result is pretty inevitable. You're like no man I've ever met. Forget my job, ship and crew. Where should we go for a date? It better not be a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) From Sydney and Dreams Entertainments comes a new total immersion experience. It was incredible. I just put on the headset and it's like I was there in the story. Using Signy and Dreams' patented Dreamware immersion headsets, you'll feel the love. It was like I could feel everything that lucky ship captain was feeling. You'll feel the passion. Let's just say when they got off, I got off. You'll feel everything. Did you enjoy your meal? Ooh, I don't think I should have had that raw seafood. <laughs> Signy and Dream Entertainments and Dreamware headsets, bringing you closer to the adventure. Signy and Dream Entertainments is a division of Signy and Dream military educational software. Combat training software also available. Please be aware that improper use of the Dreamware headset may lead to psychosis, time loss, memory impairment, and hallucination. And welcome back. Well, we've got a kind of dual main discussion tonight, even though it's taken us quite a while to get here. Obviously, the top 20 has been uh, released of the top 20 voted issues uh, on the issue tracker which uh, uh, Arthur and Sally went through uh, however it does seem that um, a lot of these aren't being looked at or they're being investigated or they're being skipped because they're focusing on update 9 so what we do is we thought we'd focus on what's coming in update 9 as well um, obviously from the top 20 there's one two uh, three, four, five issues which will they'll hopefully be able to cross off the list. Uh, they do have one issue slated for for update ten. Um, so just quickly going through this with everybody. Um, first of all, 
their highest priority one is the severe performance pr uh, problems they've had since update five. Now they've said that this, um, from what they've seen of update nine, um, a lot of the issues around the uh, the settlements do seem to be resolving themselves. Um, I must admit, I'm not getting that many issues around the settlements. Is there anybody else? Touchwood, it seems to be behaving itself for me. Chad? Oh, you, you've not had performance problems because you've got a daftly powerful graphics card, haven't you? Um, uh, yeah, I haven't. As I said, I can't really comment on most of these because I haven't experienced them personally. So I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite happy with the performance at the moment. So go and buy a new graphics card, everyone else. Ah, sorry. <laughs> and as usual, Shan is as sympathetic to everybody else's plate as usual. Um, <laughs> Has anyone got any wasps handy? <laughs> <laughs> Mac, you said your 980 has actually started to behave itself with uh, update 8. Yeah, I it, it became basically it became, I mean it's not we're not talking like brilliant completely. Oh yeah, I know everywhere. And it's smooth in most places and it's playable. I can now do like a high intensity conflict zone and the frame rate is enough that it's playable. Mm. Although yeah. not quite smooth. But I'm soon I'm soon gonna be in Shan's corner because I I've I, I just had a new graphics card literally arrived today. Um can we, can we be nosy and ask what it is? I'm thinking on the flex. It's a AMD Radeon sixty nine hundred something or other. Nice. See, you could have you could have gone on Discord on your phone, and we could have watched you install it live on the show, and then listened to you ooh and ah when you turned it on and got it working. Or swearing when it didn't work. <laughs> Oh dear, and and, and 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 swearing about the fact that oh static, what 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 could you do about static? Zap. Yeah, I've, I had to have a good dig around because I had to find because it, need, it needs different power supply cables than the nine eighty. So I had to find my box of power supply cables, which I went in the loft, couldn't find. Well, I found one there, which turned out to be the wrong one. But eventually, I found in my in my radio shack, I found a uh, I found the yeah the nice little. A box you get from Corsair, not box, little bag thing uh, with a bunch of them in. So, aren't these things fairly standard? Where yeah, they are. Like you, you, you might need eight, or you might need sixteen of them, or something. Eight yeah, they, they've got different like ends that. depending on what they plug into. So there's right. th there's like the the eight pin connector, but some of them are for, C for the CPU on the motherboard, and some of them are for PCIe cards. So you got to get the right cable out, and I got mm. the. The eight pin to eight pin, which was the CPU one, uh, but gotcha. and I thought I hope I got because otherwise I have to wait for cables now. But as I said, I found my my little box or little bag of uh, Corsair yeah. stuff, which I hadn't, which was spare from when it was all installed because the nine eighty doesn't use some of those cables. Well, there's, uh, <laughs> well, we wish you luck with that, <laughs> and I hope that you get a good performance when it when it finally all slots in. Is your um, power supply up to it? I hope so. I do have another power supply sitting around. Unfortunately, the other power supply, I've got one kilowatt one. Wow. Um, which I was going to use as a bench power supply because it was a little bit... Well, I had a problem with an older machine it was in, uh, boot looping. Uh, but I'm not convinced, actually, that there's anything wrong with that power supply because, as I said, I've, I've, I've fired it up to use as a bench supply and it's worked perfectly fine, so... But I've got like a 750 watt, which should just be enough to do to do the job. Oof, that's that's the 
size of power supply I'm getting next. Any, anyway, um, moving further down the list we've got here, um, the update 10 one is that they have, they've managed to replicate some of the issues for the in-game statistics and the codex and journal not updating properly. Um, so that's the one that they, they're confident that will be coming in update 10. Uh, the next update one is the issues with the atmospheric lighting. Apparently the primary issue has been fixed for uh, the light tint. Um, it is just... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just a saying you should engineer the power supply. Lovely. <laughs> well, that would be nice, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the atmospheric lighting is uh, one slated uh, for next one. Um, the, this is this is the one that I hate at the moment, is when I'm driving around in the SLV, all the items are on the floor and the scanner. They're sort of like 200, 300 metres in the air. Yes. <laughs> that That is an irritating one. Yes. Um, it's better than when my clipper was 200, 300 <laughs> metres in the air. Uh, so at least that, that's something. Um, the next one they've got, for, well, it's the last one. Um, now, I'm not quite sure what this one is. Thermal conduit too strong and wrong damage increase. Anyone, that, that sounds a little sort of foreign language to me. Is it? Is it some kind of um, damage effect? It's, I think thermal conduit is an experimental effect from one the uh, from one the engineer from weapon engineering. Yeah. So yeah, um, basically, sorry. What it does, it it gives a damage buff uh, when the ship is above a hundred percent. Yeah. So so basically, the the, the aim is to um, get your ship hot to increase the damage. So it's ideal for plasma railguns, etc. Oh right. Gotcha. Now those are the the issues that are definitely being come. Well, they're they're coming in from the top twenty. However, Sally did point out that um, there's a lot more coming, and that these are the ones they're confident about talking about now. Apparently, selling cargo uh, resulting in a yellow adder error. Does anybody have that one? I've not. No. No. Then equally, I've not done a lot of bulk trading of late either. So. Yeah, well, um, that one um, is resolved pending QA. Um, the paint jobs not being visible in multi-crew. So I'm quite glad they fixed that one. Yeah. Because part of the point of having a paint job is so other people can see it. Because it's kind of the only point, really, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Other than yeah. taking pictures of your asp in front of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ship had visible in external camera view in the camera suite. Apparently that's resolved. I've never even heard of that one, to be honest. Um, the one thing that I'm missing, though, is you know the the frost effects and the uh, the heat effects that you sometimes yeah. get going across the the windshield. They've gone. They've gone, 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 gone. I have. You don't get any more sparks and whatever when you overheat anymore. No, both of those seem to be missing. Oh, the frost effect is brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I know, but it, it doesn't. It it doesn't happen in Lucy. Have they said why? Um, I think it is. I think it is actually uh, listed in the issue tracker, but not many people have voted it. Hmm. I know I have, but yeah. Um, this one's a good one. Um, when using a hatchbreaker limpet on the escape or cargo hatch or escape pod on a non-dockable megaship, invalid 
limpid target error is shown. This one's definitely resolved. I know a lot of people were getting annoyed with that one because they, they liked reading the uh, um, uh, the mega ships and stealing slaves. <laughs> um, stations visibly pop or load after manually jumping out of supercruise. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I, that was, it, was, it was so funny because you just jump out of Super Cruise and all of a sudden you get a station in the face. Yeah. Well, I loved it when you zoomed through the station. Oh, yeah, that, I haven't had that for a while. But yeah, I you just jump that. out and get. Uh, it was even better. Uh, the car, I, I think they've stopped it happening now, but when you're exploring and you jumped and ended up in between a binary system, in between the two suns, that ever happened? Oh, that you? can still happen. That it still, still happen. And when it happens in VR, um, there is a tendency to scream like a little girl. <laughs> I will certainly agree with that. <laughs> um, well, the next one, actually, is sort of rebalanced cockpit canopy effects. That could be the they're putting the frosting and the the, uh, the, the, the heat effects back in. I hope so, because I've kind of really missed it, because I went back to... Um, Horizons, obviously, to play uh, my power play commander. And I had to escape from someone, so I went cold. And of course, the frosting effect came up. And I thought, and it's only when you actually see it again you realize that's missing. So, yeah. And finally, the one of Sally's favorites uh, the ship engine trail smoke appearing ahead of you after a ship exits Super Cruise. <laughs> it was quite weird seeing these uh, smoke trails in front of you as you flew through them. <laughs> now, those are the 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 major issues that they're they're putting in. But they have said that there are literally hundreds of extra ones coming. I mean, on, on average, there's been of how many mentioned bug fixes? There's at least been 150 for every update so far. Do you get the feeling? Mm-hmm. That they're getting towards the end of their major bug Big list. Thing. Yes, I think they are. Um, however, there was—I don't know. This, this is one thing about the the stream that really got me a little at the moment. There was the usual questions about um, you know consoles and things like that, and it seemed that there was a slight change in tone of language where they sort of said, um, "Okay." What we're doing is we're getting Odyssey up to scratch, and then we'll be looking at the console situation, which is why I think they always have. But I always had the impression that they were going to go ahead and straight ahead do the consoles, not evaluate whether it can be done. Uh, well, I'm not sure whether it's achievable or not, but the news that they said that we're going to be focusing on Odyssey, release Odyssey and then look at console, <laughs> I'm reasonably certain we knew that already. That certainly doesn't surprise me, based on what was said. Oh, yeah, I know. It's just reiterating. It's just that I got the impression that, yeah, they were going to look at console and get console working. I just got the impression that they're actually going to see whether or not they can get it working. Well, that's potentially really dodgy, isn't it? Because they've sold copies based on... They've sold console copies, haven't they? No, they haven't. They haven't sold... No, they didn't put any pre-orders in for Odyssey on consoles. You couldn't buy Odyssey on console or pre-order it. I'm quite sure. I'm I'm sure of that, and I'm sure the chat room will correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm sure that you cannot. They they didn't mention anything uh, about the consoles. People had um, the console versions. They did say in in communications that they were planning to do the console version after update five, 
but then they realised update 5 wasn't as good as it should have been. Technically after update 9 is still after update 5, so they're not lying. Well, true, but um, what they did say that update 5 was going to be the last update, and then everybody would get a fix on the consoles. Yeah. You, you might be right, I'm just trying to cast my mind back all the way to May, where you guys might be right. If anyone actually brought a copy of Odyssey on console, then that would yeah. be interesting. I, I, I think, thinking about it, I think you guys are right. I think the issue is reputational damage as opposed yeah. to... Wouldn't you uh, would, saying yeah. the comments and consoles for console The comments for consoles has always been, uh, since the delay was announced, that we will revisit our plans for consoles... Yeah, we'll revisit our plans, which means we need to evaluate whether or not we can actually put this thing on consoles. Revisit our plans. It's like one of those things like a pre-meeting meeting. meeting. Yeah. 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 And it's... I I can now understand... I don't want to get all tinfoil hatty. Uh, Um, I can now understand why the console owners are getting so worried. I've just got got a horrible feeling that maybe certainly... They might be able to get it on the Xbox One and the PS5, but having seen what I've seen so far, getting it onto an Xbox One or a PS4? I think you mean Xbox Series X and things, but yes, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Colin, I think. what Because they may be able to get a constant 30 FPS, you know, mm-hmm. with, with minimal drops below 30, so it's not quite so jaggy. But to be fair... From what I've seen of console players, if it's not, if it's 30 FPS, it will just get slaughtered in reviews. It just won't be that kind of silky smooth console experience that people expect. So that's what I'm concerned I about. A lot of consoles were used to 30 FPS 4K. Not with FPS. They tend to, they tend to want them to be. Um, the expectation I tends would, to be I higher. I don't think you're right there, Sean. I, think I, I, I would check what 1080p. You, you're right, but I think if the 4K, I don't think consoles are hitting that. Yeah, but look at the Xbox One specs. Do you think its graphic capabilities can handle Odyssey at 4K? No. Well, well yeah. Maybe. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see because obviously the um, frontier of better Xbox developers than we are. Yeah, I was right. Vanitas confirming 30 FPS at 4K. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Happy Moon Monkey has said, I think it will hit consoles, but the key is to which financial year it will fall into. Yeah, because there was the the announcement that they've cut uh, projections for Odyssey by a third, which is exactly what they say the, the player base for consoles, uh, the whole elite player base is. So apparently a third of us play on consoles. And I know Arth would be gutted because <laughs> he really wants it on the uh, um, on Xbox. So, do you right, think so... Frontier will consider them a failure if they don't manage to get out on consoles? If they have to abandon the console release, do you think they'll they'll shrug it off? So we gave it a really good go, guys. I don't already, think they'll do... abandon it, but I could see them saying this Odyssey only works in the most recent generation of consoles. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of like the um, the Apple version, where the hardware just could not keep up with where Elite Dangerous was. So eventually, the uh, the, well, Apple, the version Apple version was the the libraries that Apple. Yeah, that was the yeah they, 
it was a back level version of OpenGL. I think they they were going yeah. to whatever the new graphics rendering library was, which is different mm-hmm. to everyone else's, of course. And they didn't support compute shaders. Yeah, I I know, but the pro- the problem was that Apple didn't keep that, didn't provide those facilities, so Frontier stopped Horizons on yeah Apple, and I'm I'm a bit concerned for the console owners about the fact that. You know, if the hardware is not going to be up to it, Frontier will okay, get so their losses. This is acceptable to say to Xbox One and PS4 commanders, sorry guys, but you really should upgrade. Yeah, because I mean, there are PS5s and new Xboxes around every corner, aren't there, to upgrade? <laughs> yes, like the ones I'm trying to buy at the moment. Even after all this time, I'm still having trouble tracking down an Xbox X. It is an interesting point, though, Ben. I mean, how many copy? How many people would be prepared to pay five hundred ish pounds, if not more, mm-hmm. to upgrade a console to play Odyssey? Or would yeah, they be looking would, at what? It wouldn't just be Odyssey, would it? It would be other other games as well, because you know, I've, oh, I'm I've also seen... wondering, you know, how many people haven't upgraded. Well, I know my son hasn't. <laughs> Well, for, I'm, I'm not a console gamer, but from what I have been told, the uh, the availability and thing of console of next, current gen con- or next gen console releases, sorry, is fairly sparse, and that mm. the reasons to upgrade are fairly slim. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny about the whole of Odyssey at the moment because I have a, a sneak suspicion they they expected a lot of us to have a lot more advanced graphics cards than we actually do have at the moment, mostly due to the, um, uh, you know, the superconductor shortage and COVID and all the rest of it. So most people, they're trying to, to put hardware, uh, you know, hardware that runs Horizon absolutely fantastically well is actually outdated by modern standards. And I think... I think it was just one quote from David Braben saying, oh, we were expecting to have it working at similar Horizon specs that got everybody... Well, he was excited. saying it was working fine on his ZX81 or wherever he was running. <laughs> um, it was, oh, it was actually a 980, wasn't it? Um, oh, was yep, it, a it was. It was a 980 he has. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was... I don't know. I think there are some times when... Um, David Braben speaks. I bet you half oh, and the rest of the community team are going, "Oh God, no! He said that. Oh, we're going to get <laughs> absolutely crucified." See yeah. <laughs> C- communications issues. Anyway, ah <laughs> uh, dear, but you can't. Well, I think we just have to wait and see the console. We, we we can speculate, and I think as uh, I know on Crash on one of his streams, mm-hmm. um, said the actual. The pathing and the way the console does the, the does the graphical work is different for PC, so you can't necessarily equate the two ways of coding. So I think you just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean that it is one of those uh, one of those things, isn't it? Um, I mean, quickly, uh, we'll just touch on the uh, uh, the other part of the subject um i mean obviously they they dropped a little bit of a hint during the live stream last week that there would be new missions that would be coming that specifically need srvs now we've not had this before uh or obviously 
with the engineering feedback, they sort of said uh, there'd be new there might be new missions connected with an engineer. So we thought we'd just ask the team, have they got any ideas about uh, what either of these two mission types could be? You know what I'd like to have? Go on then, Shan. Passenger missions in the SLV. It's possible. Where you had to carry a passenger from one base to the next purely in an SLV. And that would be excellent fun, especially if they were wanted. It'd be like Grand Theft Auto or something like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that does sound great. What, what you mean, actually, have the NPC characters sat next to you in the SRV? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, I can imagine there being these kind of um, delivery missions where you've got to deliver a, um, something between two, two settlements, which are quite close together. But uh... Well, and give it some contrived reason why it can't go in a spaceship. Oh, I don't know. Well, the thing is, if you have to smuggle them in, then mm -hmm. the base would presumably scan the spaceship, wouldn't it, as it came into dock. So yeah. that would be a reason not to have them in the spaceship, because it would be docked, and then you'd be in trouble. So you'd have to stealth in with them. And yet, how often do you get scanned in an SRV? I can't recall, can't recall it. It's certainly not rare, isn't it? But you could mm. stick, it, stick it in the back of your boot or something like some kind of gangster and smuggle them in. <laughs> <laughs> the transporter. Everyone's going to be doing David Stafford. David Statham. <laughs> God, yes. truth. What's wrong with me? Jason Statham. Uh, in yes, person. Well, that, that would be one. Of, I, I don't know. What Alex thinks of their SRV star missions. <laughs> that that'd be good. For, get, uh, and the only uh, thing I'd say about this is it's a combat-oriented SRV. Mm -hmm. So presumably they're going to be giving some kind of combat-oriented SRV missions. Did we ever find out if um, they did hire the person to handle vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle combat? I would so, say yes, they did, but I can't. I don't we, know that. Because obviously we, we've seen this SRV, but do the NPCs have the same SRV? Are we end up going to end up in kind of SRV battles? Because the only SRV battles I've ever seen has been between players. It would be quite cool if we could have the SRVs in the war zones and things like that. I don't think you get NPC-controlled SRVs. Yeah, I mean that's that. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, they get their skimmers, don't they? That the NPCs use skimmers instead of SRVs. I want, I want skimmers for us too. I want the Sally. Sally wants us and skimmers. No, Sally wants the Zach. You just want to play the Green Goblin, really, Ben, isn't it? Hell yeah! Oh come I'm just on, we all want your SRVs better at running, like you know, better at running like enemy security personnel over. Actually, it probably wouldn't be. You'd be at the duck. <laughs> you just went knives. You just went knives on the uh, on the wheel hubs, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. like Budica, <laughs> like Budica. Full, full Mad Max mode. <laughs> you know what's you know what's bad about this? I I had one. I had to run this one over three times before he finally lay down. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. I had to get the wheel to go over him. I mean, just... <laughs> and then I reversed did, did it over a, Did it make a crunch sound? Is that what you have to do? You have to listen for a crunch sound to make sure you've got them. Yeah, and suitable arg sounds. You get lots of args. Oh, dear. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> the, the sad old face of the, the mercenary. Yeah. Yeah, the, I saw the slow-moving, sad-faced old mercenary after, after he bounced off the bonnet of my SRV. 
Oh, so would you want a decal on your SUV? Didn't know which way to run, so I ran him over. <laughs> <laughs> so would you want a little decal to have like squished people on the yeah. side for victories and something? There should well, be a new. There should be a new elite rating, I think. <laughs> what squisher? <Yeah. laughs> you, you want a new decal with uh, yeah. the, the little oh. um, spacemen, so that you can put them across the side of your. Uh... You, oh, I see you. Yeah, I was thinking. You know how you've got those car boot um, joke things which look like somebody's fingers coming out of the boot. Yeah. <laughs> you want real fingers. I'm thinking something like that for your SRV. <laughs> oh, clean me on something. <laughs> next next, you'll be wanting a Garfield that you can stick on the windscreen. Oh, we or have one of them. Or actually, what you have, you have a little sticker that says, uh, my other SRV is a scorpion or something. You know? mm. Oh, no, now you're giving them an idea that they'll charge us for arcs. I've no problems with Frontier charging us for arcs for cosmetic things and giving us items and, you know, we'll give them items for it. That's, that's all right for me. You'd have, yeah. like, tin, you'd have tin cans or whatever they have, the trash in the uh, concourse, wouldn't you? You could tie them to your back of your shuttle. Sorry, SRV. I mean, what kind of um, missions could we do for engineers? Is is it just going to be a case of? Surely it's going to be a, a FedEx. more of a that'd be FedEx yeah. missions. I mean, that's that'll be quite boring after a while. Surely there'd be something else. I, I, I want to actually have um, reputation for engineers go down as well as up. So if you fail your engineer mission, they disown you and confiscate all your modules. I mean, that does sound like a good idea to me, but then uh, it's taking away from the community, and we all know how, the, how some people feel about that. Can you imagine that you have a stealth mission on to uh, smuggle to get into a base without being seen, and you fail it? So <laughs> SEN Dawn then hates you and uh, doesn't want to You're talk what? to you anymore. And then confiscates all your. Packs you off into an occupied escape pod and then does whatever he does with occupied escape pods to you. Or Felicity yeah. Fast confiscates your friendship drive. I mean, how would you like it is if if you could link that kind of reputation system with the fact that some engineers don't like others and they'll try and get you to steal stuff from other engineers? Yeah, increase the, your reputation with one engineer but decrease it with another. I don't think your I don't think your rating with an engineer ever goes down, does it? No, no, it, it doesn't. Ratchet it, up. It, it ratchets up. This is what should really have happened with the Empire. You, you, would, you should have had to choose. Do you want a cutter or do you want a Corvette? Mm. And then that you have to stick. You can't. You, you can't do this. Okay, make it so you can get both. But if you've lost your reputation with the other one, you don't get any rebuys with it, or something like that. So you know, it's not. It's not cost free to go and mercenary for the other side. Yeah, I mean that. That's something that I've always agreed with. Um, but uh, it's taking us a little bit off topic at the moment. Um, and to, to be honest, I think we've kind of run out of time for topics as well. Um, so what we'll do is we're obviously going to come back to this. Um, of, we'll hopefully find out um, what kind of uh, missions we can look forward to when the uh, uh, the the update comes out. So did they actually say when in December? Or is it just uh, December? Just December. Talking mm. about December, do we know if Frontier are doing a 24-hour charity live stream this year? No. In December? 
Uh, so far, they haven't announced it. But one thing that they did announce last Thursday is Arf said that he wants to try and organise some kind of Christmas do round Cambridge for elite commanders. So uh, similar to the event that uh, Frontier once had in uh, in Birmingham, uh, where you know um, members of the community buy tickets and they they put on a do. It, there won't, he's, he said that there won't be anything, um, you know, no special release information or nothing will be released at the time. Just a social gathering because there hasn't been one for quite a while. Um, they're saying no promises, no guarantees yet. But um, it's that could be the first social thing happening in Elite Dangerous since the last LaveCon. <laughs> or they could wait until summer and come to LaveCon and be with the normal people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently Sally got that drunk. She can't remember much of la- the last LaveCon. So... <laughs> the, I, I do remember seeing Sally running a mock with a Nerf minigun. I think Ben was there as well watching the goings-on. Yeah, that that Nerf minigun was absolutely astounding. It was amazing. Uh, we have video, video evidence of it, and you know, we I will tag Sally in at any opportunity just to remind her how much fun she had at LaveCon and why Frontier <laughs> need to come back next year. Very much so. Very much so. Um, right um, onto the community corner. Well, uh, the Anti Zeno Initiative have. Um, well, not not only uh, in addition to doing their their sterling work against the the Thargoid menace, which, let's be honest, it is I think there's now thirteen systems which are have got significant um, uh, significant or massive Thargoid presence. So they've got the their their uh, work cut out for them. Uh, in order to help with this, they have started a new website called um, uh, www.thargoid.watch. And that will show everywhere where the Thargoids are causing a nuisance in the system. Uh, obviously, <laughs> the numbers are far in excess of what we have ever seen before. So, um, good luck. And uh, I'm I'm trying to help out. I'll see what I'm happens. Assuming the AXI are loving all this. Oh yeah, I mean the, these uh, conflict zones. It's fantastic that we don't have conflict zones that disappear. Uh, I've been stuck in the middle of some of them, and I must admit, I am enjoying taking out um, uh, the Thargoid scouts. Uh, they, I don't know if they've gone and done a little bit of a tweaking to the AI or stuff, but it does seem to be a lot better. I was just watch, just looking at the website now, actually, the Thargoid.watch. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool, actually. It's. Um, do we know how this information is collated? Is it a manual update, or is it automatically generated from people's journal files? I've got no idea. Um, we could ask um, the Anti-Zeno Initiative uh, um, how they do it. So uh, It sort of needs to be a weather map, really, doesn't it, though? <laughs> if I had a comment, it needs to be, there's a, you know, taking the, taking the southwesterly galactic wind, there's a high chance of Hydra with a small amount of producer moving in as the day progresses, that sort of thing. And a slight... A slight splattering, a splattering of cyclops over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't do it like the shipping forecast, really. Yeah, it's just less boring. Uh, yeah, except you get excited when they mention Dogger. <laughs> <laughs> Dogger um, and Thargoid bite. Moving on, mostly clueless. Well, we've got neutron boosting for beginners. I, I don't know who put this one in, but it's always, 
Oh, thank you, Mac. There's nothing in um, there, so I thought I'd put some stuff in there. <laughs> Neutron boosting for beginners, part one. When entering the jet cone, always enter the jet cone facing away from the neutron star. Throttle down until your FSD is overcharged. Two, never use white dwarfs for boosts. The jet cone doesn't white extend... White dwarfs are evil. Yes. Yes. The jet cone doesn't extend far enough from the exclusion zone. The boost isn't very good, and you risk dropping out and getting killed. Three, if you do unfortunately drop out, try your best to low wake out. Use boost to try and align your tra tra trajectory with where you're pointing quicker. Also, call the, the hull seals to get a quick fix-up if you can get out. Always carry enough synthesis mats in case your canopy gets broken. A broken canopy isn't a death sentence if you have enough emergency oxygen, life support synthesis mats, um, and those are commonly nickel and iron. I only found out that you could repair the canopy, synthesize the canopy, not so long back. When did they put that in? I don't think you can. No, this is it. You've got to synthesize. You have to keep synthesizing uh, the atmosphere. Uh, the atmosphere. Oh, right. Okay, so you can. Uh, you're just referring to synthesizing the atmosphere until. Yeah. You... Right. Okay. So yeah, I always thought that was on the on the list where you could actually repair the can canopy, but. No, uh, that's a, that's one of the most fun moments in the game is when your canopy goes, and you've then got to dock manually, and you can't see where this anything is because you're. Your HUD is all busted up. Yeah. I've never yeah. understood that, why the HUD is busted up, seeing as the HUD's meant to be on the... Yeah, I've always taken it to be sort of a holographic projector inside of our ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's on and the screen. No so you... Well, is it? I cause you, yeah, you, well, you've got three levels. When you, yeah, but when you look around your ship and you look around the cockpit, it's not on the screen. It's, it's floating in midair. Well, the, the way it's represented, I think, is sorry, Tom, is the 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 holograms closest to you are above the panel, the dashboard yeah. of the ship. So, I've got a picture of the crate on there. So, the crate is the hologram on the dashboard, mm -hmm. and then the HUD is on the is on the canopy of the ship. So, it's kind of like a multi layer thing. If you look at it, that's how I interpret it. Anyway, mm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, there's a hint for um, uh, neutron star boostings. Just don't use white dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. That is probably the biggest piece of advice in there. Yeah, it, don't bother with the white dwarfs unless you like living dangerously. Uh, but it, it's quite uh, ironic that basically the reason we've got the neutron highway is because of a mistake. Frontier, you were supposed to get a small. A uh, jump from a neutron star and a slightly bigger jump from a white dwarf, but they, they made the, it by ten or something, didn't they? they? Yeah, they multiplied it by thirty for on the neutron star, and everybody went, "No, keep it." But the more difficult star to scoop for, you get less of a jump range for. <laughs> Shan, well, I was thinking how we were talking about engineering last weekend. We've yeah. touched on the exploration mechanic where where the FSD range has actually shrunk the galaxy to be basically like the M6. I think I'd be okay with losing the increased jump range from engineering as long as we could keep neutron boosting. Because there's an element of skill involved in neutron boosting where there's a less skill in just having an AC jump 
like yeah, jump anaconda. Yeah. You mean that, Shannon? I I almost want to agree with you. <laughs> we need sidekick back, <laughs> right? Um, well, we had some feedback on the YouTube channels uh, uh, from last week's show. Um, Alzelanda Coburn has um, been. We appreciate your enthusiasm in commenting twice. Um, he votes for the original store alert song being the best, um, and he wants black ship skins for fleet carriers, please. I guess one out of two isn't bad. <laughs> um, also, thanks, Snowstalker thirty six. Your this massive essay of a comment that you've put in. Um, we were going to put it to Psyche, but as she's uh, quite poorly tonight, we will we will hold all, hold fire with that and, and put it to her next week uh, because uh, yes, that that will certainly. Is it uh, worth putting that in the public show notes so people can read it? Because it really is a very good and detailed response, actually. And well, I th- I think thinking. I think um, we'll put that in next week's show notes with when if when Psychic comes back because I think it's only fair. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, anybody can go to last week's um, YouTube episode and you'll be able to see it there. It's, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the. the the fantastic essay there, Snowstalker. It's been it was a really fascinating read. Yeah, um, more more like that, please, because I, I I enjoyed reading it and thinking around it and considering the points it was made. And it, it's just nice to have a detailed comment that you can sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. Um well last week it was uh Soto. Uh no, you can repair a, ca- a cracked canopy with repair limpets. You cannot repair a shattered canopy. Ah, got you. I knew I'd managed to fix something before with limpets. Ah, I knew I wasn't going mad. Anyway, um, last Imagine week... Imagine you already are. Yeah, well. Uh, last week, it was Sotor and the Elder Scrolls Online's 10-year anniversary. This week, it was Skyrim's, which is ironic, because I thought Skyrim came before the Elder Scrolls Online. I think it did. It did. Pretty sure of it. Because I remember buying... Yeah. I remember playing Skyrim before I bought Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Skyrim was out before. Google, yeah. Google would tell us. True. Uh, well, um, obviously, uh, Elite Dangerous is my go-to game for um, science fiction. Skyrim, I hate to say it, even though people keep on going about The Witcher 3, it's my fantasy game. Um has anybody else, anybody else found that? Is anybody I, else still playing it? I I stopped playing it after I finished the Morrowind expansion for Skyrim. But what and I did all the quests. I did everything in Skyrim and, and more. So yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. And I think I downloaded several gigabytes worth of mods and retextures <laughs> and all sorts of stuff like that. Because the original Skyrim was good textures, but you can download you can get all the high res textures and everything. You can get the high res textures now, and there was a there was a Admit special it, edition. Shan, you're just that. playing it for the boobies. I used to be a Skyrim player like you until I took an arrow <laughs> to the knee. <laughs> Actually, there was a massive, I think, two point three gig download for the the tenth anniversary, uh, wow. and they've they've patched it out. What? What? Yeah, what, the arrow to the knee. They've patched the arrow to the knee out. Well, How could they do that? It used to be a good game until they patched the character to yeah. the knee. I'm sorry to be the That's bearer of bad news. <laughs> How can they do that? Sorry, that well, yeah. I'm, 
I've been outraged at things games companies have done in the last year, but I'm afraid patching out arrow to the knee is up there. I don't know, why would that'd you be even like, do that? That'd be like that'd be like Frontier taking the cover mark three out. <laughs> or putting the current up for it. All actually, actually what it is, what it is, is almost, almost as bad as putting multiple elite ranks in. That's how much of a travesty Ooh. it is. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's that's Scott Shan's Shan's goat there, right? <laughs> you ain't Let... wrong though. <laughs> what about the elite five rankings? Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't get us started on that. We'll be here again for another half an hour. Right. <laughs> Shout outs. Obviously, Dockers, they're doing a charity Christmas special. It's going to be filthy. It's going to be dirty. It's might be funny. It's going to be uh, glorious. <laughs> might be funny. It'll be childish. It'll be puerile. But if you if you like that kind of thing, go to justgiving.com slash team slash beyond dockers. For the mug, dot uh, for the mug, go on. <laughs> um, yes, our sister station Hutton Orbital Radio it broadcasts on a Thursday at eight thirty. You can tune in at Twitch TV Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Um, we'll give shout outs for the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. So that's Allograb AM, Black Sky Legion, the Canon podcast. Uh, Spanish speakers have the Elite cast. There's the Fatherhood podcast. Uh, if you're missing Psykit, um, their latest flight assist has just been released. There's the Guard Frequency, who do other space sims as well. Um, the Loose Screws, stay cheesy, everyone. Squeaking Fuel and System Chat. Um, and for those who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, following this, we do have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice. Fingers crossed the tech works. Um, and we'll also thank to everyone who's uh, chipped in on the Twitch chat. And uh, Ben, how many in-game commanders have you had shooting at you? I've been running around, but mostly largely ignoring Sorry Mac. Uh, we've sort of like <laughs> been bouncing up, in, up and down at each other. But I think, you know, Mac's been running his missions. I've been running mine. Uh, I, thought, mm-hmm. I, I see you did share one with me. Yes, um, and I, I don't know what's happening with it. I was, it's, I finished it. I was hoping. Oh right, I was hoping I was going to oh. get a load of bad guys show up and I could run them over with my SRV. Ah, but none showed up. I think my reputation is is. Uh, Your reputation precedes you. Yeah, they they realise it's a really bad idea to come and shoot at me because I'll just I'll just run them over. <laughs> the thing is, it was a really nice flat, wide open area. Great for driving an SRV at full speed. Mm. Yeah. Did you used to wave at each other? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We, 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 we've been waving. Saluted. Crash, and... Crash was here earlier, uh, but he's he's since vanished. <laughs> oh. uh, and we all we all waved at each other and things like that. The thing is, I wouldn't want to wave at Mac anymore in case of an SRV to the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're safe if you're in a. Well, you should be safe at least if you're in a station-based uh, concourse. Yes. I don't know how safe I'd feel in a planetary-based concourse. Can you still? Oh, the planet. 
planetary based concourses are absolutely fine. I think they've sorted the glitch issues out with Aww. the with the balls, even though it was quite funny. Uh, boo. <laughs> boo. Uh, but one thing that I did think was quite interesting is they're now going to put mission providers in, you know, in some of the locations on on these settlements. Well, so okay, you, I've not you, been doing. I've been doing the pick up a box from a person or yeah. give a box to a person missions tonight. Yeah, well, those, um, well, the, the supposed to be. I think it's an update nine. They'll be supplying people actually on in location that will give you missions like they they do in the okay. concourses. And you can just imagine that you're trying to get a mission, and some other player can come up to you and shoot you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it's it's going to be a whole new level of trolling and and skullduggery. Um, so. Um, Moving on from there, we'd like to also thank Commander Tokuso, who created the music for the introduction of the show. <clears throat> uh, but that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Mac, thanks to Ben, and thanks to Shan. And special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. Should but until next the Chris. Should he be the Chris? Like I, I Just because you're the ben. the ben. Yeah. We've got another three Chris's. We have to differentiate between the Chris's. Well, yeah, but then you, you've got like the Chris's who don't show up, and then you've got Chris Mark Four. Thanks anyway, Chris. Just please ignore these other insulting people. We're being nice to Chris Mark Four. Yes, we, we appreciate you know, I'm just saying Chris Mark Four, maybe he should just be elevated up above Chris Forrester and Chris Mark Three. And <laughs> you can't even uh, remember Chris the Jarvis other two. Chris's. <laughs> yeah. Chris, well, Fozzer, Jarvis, and Chris Mark Three. Yeah, because he's actually here. <laughs> With that, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like something orange inserted. <laughs> Uh, need a safe word. Space can be I'm going to see the galaxy.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fork for two seconds. I'll be right back. Garnet News Digest, 16th of November 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Finding Theta 7. Salvation safe as Tanner loses face. Colonia Bridge Extension opens 25th November. Canon Appeal. The Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army or NMLA, has been proudly bombing starports in the name of republicanism since September 3306. But things haven't been going well for them recently. They lost the support of the Neo-Marlinist Order of Madrid, they lost an election and a civil war in the Marlinist colonies, and then, at the end of July, they blew up two Marlinist starports. The bomb-making mastermind behind much of the chaos, known as Theta-7, the name he was given when temporarily incarcerated by the Empire, issued a press release that read as a bitter tirade. Why are they bombing their own homes? Why would Theta-7 kill his own people? Because they are not our homes, not my people. They are prisons, not colonies, where traitors to the cause beg for scraps from those who exiled them. True Marlinists will never stop fighting until the Republic of Achenar is restored. Shortly after this, Theta-7 chose to go into hiding, saying he no longer trusted the NMLA benefactor. The message deciphered over the weekend 12th to 14th of November reveals that he went to the Panjabel system. After that, the remaining members of the Theta group blew up one more bomb before they were captured in Parisa, a move that resulted in Hadrian Duval accepting protection from the Imperial Senate and the rebranding of Nova Imperium as Nova Parisa. Theta-7 is one of the few NMLA members not currently held by the authorities. He's known to have bomb-making equipment. If he went to Parisa in July, he could have made use of the newly constructed Fargod megaships. Maybe he's disguised as an acolyte, living in anonymity and a monk's habit, until the time comes for him to let off another bomb. Perhaps the Fargod megaships have been armed with bombs, ready to be hijacked, by Theta-7. No matter how long it takes, it seems almost inevitable that Theta-7 will strike again. Renegade Aegis Admiral Aidan Tanner is likely to have some questions to answer when he arrives back at Aegis HQ with the megaship Musashi, which this week completely failed to persuade Taurus Mining Ventures to give up the secrets of salvation. If anything, the attempt seems to have strengthened support for the mysterious scientist, despite concerns that his methods and motivations are unknown and potentially harmful to humanity. Salvation has been selling a unique plasma weapon through the technology broker aboard his megaship, Bright Sentinel, in Meropi, but the ship is due to return to Mbuni on Thursday. 
he has not attempted to again use his weapon of mass destruction, which he first deployed in Coronsar in September. But the Thargoid presence in four locations, the Pleiades, the Witchhead Nebula, the Colsac Nebula and the California Nebula, is increasing despite the best efforts of anti-Xeno combat pilots, so the temptation must be real. Of course, the recent Thargoid invasions may have been caused by First Aegis and then Salvation gathering large quantities of Guardian technology and then by Salvation deploying his experimental weapon. But at any rate, Salvation seems safe from Aegis, at least for now. The Colonia Bridge extension is scheduled to open on 25th of November. This will add a further 26 megaships to the string of escape pod equipped stations between the bubble and Colonia. The frameshift drives given as reward to some participating commanders should now be in store at McDonald's Settlement and Jacques Station. There have been some reports of problems adding experimental effects such as mass manager and deep charge to these drives, although Galnet Digest has not been able to confirm this. And the Saud Kruger-sponsored tourist beacon should finally be deployed later this week. They were delayed due to a problem with booking the megaship to deploy them. There now follows an appeal by Canon Research on behalf of the Scrivener's Clan Humanitarian Crisis. Orion University claims that the Scrivener's Clan is the living embodiment of the university's core values. Well, this is nonsense. If it were the case, then they wouldn't be playing chicken with the lives of the Scriveners and their unique cultural heritage. Far from being the actions of an organisation concerned with the welfare of the Scrivener's Clan, this is clearly the action of an aggressor that has one goal only to take possession of the Scrivener's heritage, the Knowledge Core. We, Canon Research, urge that the University stop playing with people's lives and release the lock on the dredger's propulsion systems so that the Scrivener's Clan can move their ship to a location where they can gather necessary materials to maintain the vital systems off their vessel. In the meantime, the Scrivener's clan and their ship must be protected at all costs. Understandably, members of the clan do not trust us enough to open their docks. However, we would urge all independent pilots to deliver cargo and raw materials straight into the maw of the dredger, so that the Scriveners can keep their power and life support functioning. Please bring anything you can. Water, fuel, raw materials. Perhaps you have an old sidewinder taking up space in your carrier. Bring it all. The Scriveners will be able to use it. As well as providing humanitarian aid through cargo drops, we also need tugs. We ask pilots with large ships to join forces and we will push the dredger to a more favourable orbit away from the Orion University ship. Your junk and tugging could save lives. Canon Research will not be held responsible for any fines issued for discharging cargo canisters within the no-fire zone of the Orion University megaship Scientia Eterna. That was an appeal by Canon Research. And that's this week's Galnet News. 
Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.